Chapter 6 Something jolted me out of a deep sleep. I sat up and stared at an unfamiliar, large, old-fashioned bedroom with high walls and heavy wood furniture and white, water-stained ceiling. A strong breeze was blowing in through a large, open window, framed with curtains, and a female figure was standing with her back to me, looking out the window at the busy morning street and plaza down below. As if feeling eyes on her, Mahi turned around. She had on the blue t-shirt I'd slipped over her after helping her out of the bath last night. She looked hauntingly beautiful and somewhat more conscious than the night before. Dreams, she muttered, her voice fluttering on the wind gusting through the window. Without saying more, she walked barefoot in my direction and came softly against me. My dream, she said, it was, who can say what is real? Tell me, I asked, what happened up at the meeting? Where do things stand? Her fingers gripped mine tightly. The meeting, she mumbled, was succeeding properly. Raphael's friends were offering to act through their various channels in Guatemala to legally disrupt Bernardo. Then it became a violent movie, with half a dozen masked men breaking into the room with guns. My blood, even these bones, every drop has been used up. Please, Juan, feed me. Downstairs in the hotel dining room, she gobbled while I sipped coffee. Her hand holding the fork shook as she stuffed eggs, potatoes, bacon, toast into her mouth. A Swiss couple sitting next to us couldn't keep from staring at her. I just let her be, and noticed that things got step by step better as food and coffee hit her stomach. When she was done, she leaned back and stared into space a moment, then finally looked back into my eyes. They didn't bring me any food, she said, for the two days they held me. But then, after I escaped this morning, spirit was with me. I hitched a ride with a woman who accepted my silence. All I could hold on to was you in the church waiting for me. But I was a day late, and you weren't there, and the church air felt so alien. Again, she stared off into space then looked back to me. When I was a little girl, she said vaguely, there were a number of times when I didn't eat for days. Even weeks went by several times, and my father would become upset, but my mother, deep down she had no fear of death. No fear even when her own death came. She brought her palms over her eyes and just sat there. I wasn't thinking hardly anything. In fact, my mind had become mostly blank ever since finding her in the park the night before. All I could do was be there for her every moment and hope she would recover. Finally, she looked up, her eyes glistening with emotion as her lips parted slightly into a subtle smile. But look, she said, Nocolito, you found me. So they let you finally go? I asked. 
Well, they had hoped to capture Raphael, not me. When they found I was there in his place, they must have phoned Bernardo. I was thrown into a room with no food, no heat. They tried to make me talk about our plans. Then I was left alone in the darkness. Many hours later, two other men came. God forgive me. I now have more blood on these hands. I fought them and escaped. But now I feel heart returning, she said. All shall be well. You and I, we remain in good hands. But Mahi, I said, those same good hands let you get caught. Yes, and they also helped me escape, she countered. Therefore, I feel thankful. How can you stay so positive? She just gazed right at me, smiled a thin version of her special smile, then turned her head away from our conversation and stared across the room. Look, look, over there, she said quietly. I glanced where she nodded and saw a couple at a far table having breakfast with a young boy. He was staring right back at Mahi, and then he glanced at me and looked deeply into my eyes. He was just five or six with big brown eyes like twin beacons of innocent animal curiosity. But then his mother said something harsh to him, and his expression crashed. He looked away from us, dutifully nibbling at his breakfast. You see everywhere, Mahi was saying to me. All of us begin very much alive with our souls radiating light like that boy. But then, the human sickness unto the soul, it grabs us like a monster from below, sucking us down with too much conformity. I tell you, Juanito mio, when I have my own children, this will not happen. Oh, I said. She flashed an actually vivacious grin at me. You don't think I have my own maternal urges? Her eyes locked. You with little ones running around your hem, I said. Well, yeah, I can imagine that. Raphael and Abierta, she said, they would be so pleased. But how can we talk of such things after Mexico City, where there was no heart left at all? Raphael, he will be devastated. We were done eating. I paid and we departed. The sun on our faces outside felt good. We crossed the busy street and walked hand in hand over to the plaza. She seemed finished talking about Mexico City, and I was enjoying the way her fingers were entwined with mine, the way her hips sometimes brushed lightly against me as we walked side by side. We came to the cathedral steps and sat down close together, about ten steps up. A small, constantly moving crowd of local Oaxacans were busy chatting and flirting and discussing away the morning. The air was crisp and the breeze nothing more than a gentle, wafting touch. As we sat there contentedly, a small whirlwind came hurrying through the plaza, grabbing at people's hats and whipping newspapers through the air before disappearing. And right then I saw the old man with the umbrella from the evening before. 
He was holding a new deep blue umbrella, balanced casually on his shoulder as he strolled along. Mahi glanced where I was pointing, and without hesitation she stood up, went down the steps in his direction, and openly greeted him. He responded eagerly, pleased to see her again. Then, just as quickly as the encounter had begun, it was over. So, I asked as she walked up the steps to rejoin me, do you know him? No, she said as she sat down beside me, but we recognize each other. And what exactly does that mean, I queried. I recognized him last night the same way that you and I recognized each other from the greater awareness. Uh, you're going to cult on me again, I said. Juan, perhaps this is because you ask questions that cannot be explained. That man saw me in need on the bench last night, and if you hadn't appeared, he would have helped. This is one of the natural blessings of humanity. This is the high heart. But now I need to phone a man to find out where and when we should cross the border, assuming you're still willing to travel farther south with a person like me. Mid-morning the next day, the woman from Guatemala was sitting upright in the passenger seat of my deceased father's hot rod van as we cruised away from all that crazy city buzz of Oaxaca. We were heading south and a bit to the east, directly toward what Mahalena described to me last night as open, silent woods with patches of farmland, pure high mountain streams, deep forests, and looming peaks. She'd also told me she knew just the place to camp for the night, where we'd be entirely safe and cozy. I'd never driven quite this far south, but I'd heard that the old-time Mayan vibes were still subliminally dominant whenever you drove off the main road. And my dad, he'd spent a few weeks somewhere around here, during his hippie days in college. One night when we were camping out on a Baja beach, he'd confessed how he'd driven down to Chiapas with his girlfriend and set up camp a couple of miles outside a small native village. After eating handfuls of local mushrooms for a few days, they decided this was paradise. He'd gotten tears in his eyes when he told me that ever since then, He'd often yearned to just walk away from all his Stanford research, return to Chiapas, eat mushrooms, and let the rest of the world carry on without him. I pulled my thoughts back to the present. Mahi was intent on crossing the high mountain border the very next morning, and I caught myself imagining how that crossing might unfold. So you're Greta Traeger, I said to her trying to get my tongue around her German name on the passport. She was gazing off at the beauty of the countryside, sliding past her wide-open window. Glancing my way, she fired something back at me in German, which I didn't catch at all. Swiss boarding school in Basel, she explained. Four long, lonely winters with me doing my very best to become an altogether different person. That was when I retreated into strange inner worlds. I also discovered how to attain emotional numbness.
but I did come to love Basel, she admitted, as I encountered many of my ancestral European genes. Deep down, though, I feel so much more alive when I'm back here. But Juan, I must ask, where is the carving hidden with regard to the border crossing? Raphael, I told her, had a master of such things hide it so that absolutely no one could discover it. The plan was to let me remain innocent of its exact location. But everything depends, she said, upon that hunk of Atitlan rock. Yeah, but Raphael's right, I told her. It's best for you and me not to know where it's hidden. She exhaled loudly, one of her trademark sounds. Yes, that's quite rational. I must trust Raphael. Without trust in the universe, I simply couldn't exist down here. Down here? Oh, you know, she said with that smile of hers that included humor and the opposite of humor at the same time. Down here on this planet. Todo el mundo en uno segundo. Right now. She met my eyes, looking relaxed and fully content. Then she looked away and raised her left hand over her heart, making a soft counterclockwise movement with her hand between her breasts. And as she did this, she got a strange faraway look on her face. Her eyes closed, the hand dropped down, and she seemed entirely lost in some other dimension. After maybe a mile or two, I had to ask, Mahi? Her eyes opened. Yes? Where do you go when you go off like that? Uh, perhaps, Juan, you won't approve of where I go. Yeah, I said that's always the risk. All right, then. My brother Bernardo. He's my equal opposite. Entirely different. But from the womb, we felt strangely close. Recently, I've had to shut him out. But just then, I was tuning in to his current emotional condition. Often, he has no emotion at all. That's what frees him to do things that others wouldn't dare. I was just then, she went on, praying to the gods that he might finally awaken to his heart. This is what I trust, the human freedom to wake up. But right now, it's not my heart, it's my stomach. I'm hungry. She'd packed a picnic that left us culinarily stuffed. A gentle breeze was tickling leaves high up in the trees where we were sitting, and a bunch of small birds were zipping around in the mango tree whose shade we were sharing. Mahi was supine on a rug my mom had made on her big loom. A pillow from the van was under Mahi's head, and she was on her back, gazing up into the tree. Peso for your thoughts, I said after a while. Oh, she responded. I was thinking, or rather feeling, like I was up there looking down through tiny bird's eyes at us. I saw your expression. I felt your eyes looking at me. That wild, pure animal look you get when you're slightly aroused. She smiled that smile. So I've told you what I was thinking. What about you?
Mm, well, I said it's a bit embarrassing. Bueno, that's the very best. Okay, I was just vaguely wondering, you know, what you as a woman feel down there. The actual physical sensations. How are they similar or different from mine? That's what was moving through my mind. And uh, for the record, yeah, I really do like looking at you when you're just doing nothing. You turn me on. I, I can't help that. Once when I was on shrooms with my ex, I told her, and fooling around, she started guiding me into imagining actually being a woman with a sexual opening rather than a blunt male um, protuberance. And just now as I was looking at you, I was wondering what it must actually feel like. Instead of all the pushing and shoving stuff, What's it like to feel hungry to have some guy slip himself way deep in? And your ex, she asked. She liked it gentle? Uh, good question, I admitted. I'm starting to realize I don't think I ever took the time to find out what she really liked. Did your parents have a good sexual time, she asked me. Uh, yeah, mostly. And yours? She looked off a moment, down across the meadow. My father, she told me, he loved my mother with a, a crazy passion, but she had almost no time for romance. She was out fighting for her people, fighting for the right of our tribe to just be left alone. When I was thirteen, and stuck in Basel, she was shot down dead in the street over in Santiago Atitlan. She suddenly moved, sat upright, exhaling hotly. But I'm now at peace with my mother, she told me. She is with me. And honestly, Juan, right now, I choose to put aside the past. I choose to be here with you, like this, looking across into your eyes that love to peruse my being. I wish to share with you. I need a man who's gentle and hard at the same time. But right now, we must continue on down this road. My mind, my body, all of me is not quite fully here with you. There's something waiting to greet me that will wait no longer. And so we packed up and headed south into the higher mountains and nestled valleys of southern Chiapas. Like I said, a serious native revolution had been happening in these mountains for decades, maybe even centuries. But these days, everything looked peaceful, just occasional small farms and ranches and logging trucks, and now and then a rundown restaurant and local store along the road. Mahi became quiet again, leaning forward with her hands on the dashboard, intently watching the road emerging ahead of us, curve by curve. Looks like the news about down here is true, I spoke up lightly to break the silence. The revolution seems to be over down here. Always, everywhere 
she said right back at me. As your Bernie Sanders once preached, there are the peasants and the workers, the poor people and the modern-day slaves, and always there are the rich ones on top. This is perhaps a pre-programmed tendency of our species. Your own father wrote about that root inheritance of greed, of domination and violence. This ancient, all-too-human inheritance must somehow be transformed. That's our challenge. But please, for this part of the road, we must honor the dead. It's time to be entirely silent. Her words sounded more like a plea than an order. I willingly became mute, focusing my attention on driving, having to shift down and negotiate steep curves and trucks and buses barreling down at us from the other direction. And Mahi, meanwhile, kept watching the left side of the road, sitting forward tensely on her seat, peering into the unfolding mountain scenery. Wait! Stop! Here! she shouted. I pulled over to the shoulder and came to a stop. She jumped out and ran impulsively into the middle of the road. Luckily, there were no vehicles at that moment. She was turning around and looking in all directions, her expression ghastly. I got out and walked up to her. So what's this all about? I insisted. This is where Daniel and my three compadres were stopped and shot dead on the pavement. I was in the car behind them. I usually traveled in the same car with Daniel, but that morning I'd questioned his decision to take the highway instead of backpacking over the ridge. He was being foolish, she went on, hard-headed, not listening at all. So I chose to ride in the second car. We came around that corner back there and saw what was happening. Slid to a stop, jumped out, and began shooting. But it was too late. Daniel was down, dead. She walked slowly over and bent down, looking closely at the pavement. The blood that flowed from his chest and mouth and nose she muttered. I see it has entirely lost its stain. Pues, basta. God bless you, Danielle. I must move on. I walked over and put my arm around her. She shuddered with a, a sharp inhale, then sighed with a long, ah, that almost turned into gagging and tears. We heard a truck barreling down on us from around the curve, and without further word, she turned and walked back to the car, got inside, and slammed the door. <laughs>